0: Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. The book of Genesis chapter 35. The book of Genesis chapter 35. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I am so thankful to be at the house of God tonight. Now now, I, I know everybody here was so spiritual that after you ate today and took your nap, you woke up and said, "I can't wait to get to the house of God." and you shouted, danced in the church, in your house, and spoke in tongues for 45 minutes. But for me, I said to myself, there are people that have one service Sundays in the Pentecost. Now, I'm going to be real with you. And I thought, it sound real good to take a good longer nap. Can I get a witness from some normal people in the building? My lands, I'm in trouble. Only four hands went up. I'm in this all by myself. Everybody's thinking I'm going to cancel every Sunday night service and give you just morning service. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying I made a sacrifice to be here emotionally, physically. But it never ceases to amaze me. When I get here, the strength comes and the expectation lifts. It would have been real easy to try to stay home tonight. We had two services this morning. Coming back for a third. The team works hard. They get here 7.30 in the morning and stay throughout the day and even afterwards. But we know that God is going to meet us. Amen. In this house. There's something about the house of God. It's worth getting here. I was glad when they said unto me. Can you say amen, amen, amen. Praise God. Hey, William, Chelsea, Nanetta, I want y'all up here in the youth group, come on. I want y'all to come down here. Hey, Amen, there's something about young people being together. I'm, I'm the shepherd, I'm allowed to do this. The devil's trying to scatter everybody. Come against our young people. But I come to preach a prophetic word to this group right here tonight. I feel something in my spirit. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and tell them God is going to increase your faith. Any other teenagers that I can't see, I want you to come on up and sit with the young people. Let the church say amen. In Genesis 35, I, Genesis 35, verse 13, I'm going to finish the message I started this morning, yet the ending is going to be different than what I was preaching this morning about the house of God. And uh, I felt like the Lord in this morning's service has wanted me to teach you and preach to you that He wants the house of God to be the gate of heaven, an access to heaven, a place where you can access God. I believe that God wants to bring people from different countries. Certainly different counties. Different cities to gather at the house of God where they can get direction. Healing, restoration, and clarity. Amen. How many of you have ever needed a word from the Lord? How many of you have ever needed healed? How many of you have ever needed hope? You look at your spouse and say, you think we're going to get through this? How are we going to get through this? Come to the house of God and Somehow you walk out saying, we're going to get through this. Church is more than a gathering place of religious obligation. It's a place where you can hear what God is saying for your life through the preacher that's preaching. And where you can get into the presence of God where it's fullness of joy. No place I'd rather be than Bethel. No place I'd rather be than the house of God. Anybody feel that way right now? Come on, you can't get this at... You can't get this at the bar. You can't get this from crack cocaine. You can't get this on a vacation. You get it from God. Amen, amen, amen. He says in Genesis 35, I need to move on. And God went up from him in the place where he talked with him. I think that's powerful. God talked with him. Who? Jacob. Jacob set up a pillar in the place where he talked with him. Even a pillar of stone and he... Poured. Again, you'll find the second time at Bethel, he pours a drink offering thereon and he poured oil thereon. The last time he was here he set up a stone and that was a pillow for him and he poured oil over it. And the reason I said this morning for those that weren't here is because anytime God gives you a word it's required of you to respond to the altar. Did you know there was a movement of not having altar altar in Pentecost? Did you know that? Preach but don't have altar calls was a fad in Pentecost. I call it backslidden Pentecost. Because anytime God shows up in His presence and gives a word, you need an altar to be on. Thank God for our altar. We need a place we can kneel at, we can weep at, we can pour ourselves upon. Watch, He he poured out a drink offering and oil thereon, and Jacob called the name of the place where God spake to him, Bethel. The house of God, chapter 28 records the house of God, the gate of heaven. They journeyed from Bethel, and there was but a little way to come to Ephrath. And Rachel travailed, and she had hard labor. Came to pass when she was in hard labor, that the midwife said unto her, Fear not, thou shalt have this son also. This is going to be her twelfth son. It came to pass, as her soul was in departing, for she died, that she called his name Benoni, but his father called him Benjamin. Rachel died and was buried in the way to Ephrath, which is Bethlehem. Jacob set a pillar upon her grave. This is the pillar of Rachel's grave unto this day. I want you to lift your hands and ask God to speak to you. Everybody in the building, Bob says, open your heart with your hands. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. I'd like to preach for the next few moments. I am who my dad says I am. I am who my dad says I am. I want everybody to shout, I am am." who my dad says I am. Oh, one more praise before you're seated as we get into the word. Would you do that? One more high lifted up praise. Praise. Hallelujah! You may be seated. I, I want to say to those watching online, we're so thankful that you're watching online. And I realize that those that are watching, many of you are unable to be here. That's why you're not here. Some of you are going to be watching from different places in the world. And we're so thankful for everybody that tunes in around the world. Other states or the counties or the cities. But I want to say to our members that could have been here that you're not here, maybe by decision or busy schedules or things of that nature. There's some things you can only get by being in the house. Listen, I'm not trying to condemn you and I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm just saying there's some things that you got to gather in the house of God that because of distractions at your own house, that God chooses this place, specifically, as I said today, whatever you can, make sure you take time to come to the house of God. There's no video, there's no media replacement of gathering with God's people. Don't ever forget the verse. It says, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. It's important, it's imperative for God's people to get together and have church. Can you say amen? With that being said, I move on. This morning I, I taught the church here in Zanesville. This morning I talked about Bethel, the house of God, the gate of heaven. And this place that, that we find in Genesis that God tells Jacob when he is going from his father's house in Canaan, Esau's jealous because he's got the birthright. His dad had, Isaac, had put a blessing on him that came all the way down from Father Abraham. And that blessing that talked about at Bethel when God appeared to Abraham said, I'm gonna bless those that bless you and I'm gonna curse those that curse you. And the entire, every family, somebody say every family in the world is gonna be blessed because... Of you, how many believe that God can bless our companies that we work for because we work for the company? Yeah. I realize I preach about my parents a lot, but one time my dad—he was witnessing on the job. He wouldn't witness while he's working, but certainly when he, they were taking a break at lunch, then he would say, "You should have been at church with me last night. Somebody got healed." And, And he would win people from the job by testifying to them of great things that God had done at the service. And somebody went up and told the boss and said, Frank Bounds is down there witnessing on the job. And the boss went to the superintendent and said, hey, we got a guy, a preacher down there preaching on the job. He said, whatever you do, don't you mess with Frank Bounds. He said, because ever since he's come to this, ever since he's got on this company, our our production has went through the roof. Leave that man alone. I'm telling you, we have that type of blessing. It's the truth. You say you believe that? You better believe I believe that. Every time a president gets sworn in the office, they put their hand up on a Bible and they swear into oath on the word of God. This nation has been blessed because of the B-I-B-L-E, the hand of God, the word of God, the blessing of God. We live it out and God blesses everything around us. He really does. And there was that type of blessing that was going to be upon Jacob and and Esau that didn't want it now wants it. But God God had handed it to him through his father Isaac and, and Jacob has to flee his home because Esau is jealous and is going to kill him. He's jealous and is going to kill him because the favor is on his life. Watch what happens in the story he takes his journey going to Pedanaram to find a wife and on his way. He's tired. It's getting dark out. They don't have flashlights. Candlelight wouldn't have been good enough. But he's tired and he lays his head down and takes a stone and makes a pillow. I love it and goes to sleep. That was in chapter 28, which was 28 years sooner than the text I read tonight. He was single He was alone. He's fleeing for his life. He records, 28 years later, it was a time in my life that I was distressed. Darkness was setting upon my life and I laid down. But somehow, he knew not that this place was special. He knew not that the Lord was here. And in that moment, he dreamt a dream. And when he dreamed that night, the Lord came to him with angels ascending and descending on this ladder. And at the top of it was the Lord. And the Lord said, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to let you from this point. Everybody say the epicenter where the earthquake hits, it's the most powerful parts that sends like a ripple. If you throw a rock in a compound, it goes in every direction. That's sort of what he's saying. He said, I'm gonna give you this land, westward, eastward, northward and southward. It's gonna belong to you and your seed. You're gonna have children, you're gonna have multiplication like the sands by the sea. I'm gonna do these things for you. And when he says that, Bible says that he took the stone for a pillar pillow and set it up as a pillar and he poured poured oil over that and he made a vow to God and in essence this is what he said he says in chapter 28 he says and I'm being redundant I realize that he says in verse 20 and Jacob vowed a vow saying if God, everybody help me preach tonight, hold up one finger if God will be with me Number two, and will keep me in his way, protect me. Number three, will give me bread to eat. Number four, raiment to put on. Number five, that I come again to my father's house in peace. He said, God, if you will do these five things. He said, this stone which I have set for a pillar shall be God's house. And of all that thou shalt give me, I will surely give the tenth unto thee. He said, Lord, I make a vow to you that if you will go with me, if you will keep me, protect me, if you will feed me, clothe me, I like this one at 43, you'll give me peace. Because you can have a lot of clothes, a lot of food, and a lot of stuff, but if you don't have peace, that stuff really doesn't mean anything. But he's the prince of peace tonight. Aren't you glad you got the prince of peace? You know what he's saying? I don't want to take one step and you not be in that direction. I want to know that the journey I'm going is the journey that you're taking me on. And that, come on, that's where the psalmist can say, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. Aren't you glad you're not in this trial alone? Aren't you glad you're not taking this journey all by yourself? Amen, for with the Lord. All things are possible with God. And he makes this vow to the Lord I will tithe of every increase that you give me. He, he goes to Padana Ram and it's a long story. I certainly won't tell it, but he ends up marrying Leah and ends up marrying Rachel. Together they have 12 in that accompaniment over years. He has 11 boys, one daughter by the name of Dinah. And it was during this time that it appears that Rachel is with child. Rachel is gonna have a baby. And at this point, God appears to him in chapter 35 in verse one. And God said unto Jacob in Padanaram, I want you to rise and go to Bethel. Everybody say, get up and go to the house of God. He said, I want you to dwell there. It's no longer just gonna be a visitation place. I want you to live there. I want to be a consistent place for you. Amen, some of you are settling for visitations when God wants you to dwell in his presence. Amen. The Bible talks about dwelling in the house of the Lord. Isn't that right, Psalms 91? He that shall dwell in the secret place shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I don't want to just pass through the house of God. Let me get my post office box here. Let me, let me dig some footers here. Let me, let me put a house here that I'm going to dwell. I don't want the presence of God to be every now and then. Young people... You can't let this just be a Sunday night thing. You can't let this be a youth camp thing and a a North American youth congress. You have gotta say, when I get up in the morning, I'm gonna be in the presence of God. When I go to bed at night, I'm gonna be in the presence of God. You need him in your life. He said, I want you to dwell there. And and it goes on and he says, and make there an altar to God that appeared unto thee when thou fled us from the face of Esau, thy brother. He said, then Jacob said unto his household, to all that were with him. I wish we had that. I want every dad in the building to step up. Every dad in the building. Every dad in the building, stand up right now. Do you know if you go to church faithfully as men, as men, 90 over 90% of men that go to church, their entire family will go with them. But the st- statistic drops about 60 to 70% when it's just mom bringing the kids. The Bible says when God called him to go to Bethel, he went and got all of his family together, grandbabies together, and he said, we're going to Bethel. Listen, we are living in a culture of antichrist that's trying to push. Listen, they made made gambling places, alcohol places when they mandated we couldn't go to church. They said these were places that could not be shut down. I'm gonna tell you what you can't shut down in our country. You can't shut down the house of God. They need it. The seniors need it. The preacher needs it. Somebody shout, we need Bethel. You can be seated. I sound political. I feel a little bit political, I have to say. It's our freedom. It's our liberty. Shut down the church. It's over. God designed the house of God to be a centered place for him to instruct his people of what he's going to do. Jacob, I want you to go to Bethel. The Bible says, then Jacob said unto his household, to all that were with him, put away the strange gods that are among you and be clean and change your garments. He understood if God sending me to Bethel, there's some things in our home we got to get, get rid of. We can't have idols in our house, idols in our life. We can't have some things. If we're going to have holiness, a holy God, we've got to be a holy people. Let us arise and go up to Bethel and I will make there an altar to God who answered me in the day of my distress and was with me in the way which I went. I'm gonna read a few verses, are you okay? Now I know when I was your age, they started reading a bunch of verses I checked out. And so does half of the adults. When I'm a conference and a preacher reads all kinds of verses at 43, I still check out. Am I right or wrong? I'm raising this. I can talk like this. Y'all gonna stay with me and listen to the word? He said, answered me in the day of my distress and was with me in the way which I went. He knew the Lord went with him. It's amazing what you'll do when you know God's going with you. Come on. He can call you to Zimbabwe. As long as you know He's going with you, you'll go. My lands, I feel a boldness gonna come in here tonight. God's gonna ask you to do things in the near future that when he does, you will only do it because you know the Lord's going with you to do it. He's gonna give some of you words to give to people you don't even know and some of you're gonna receive words from God to give to people you do not know but because the Lord said I'm going with you I've given you the word you're gonna be able to speak the word in boldness and when he does you're gonna see lives changed. It's amazing what we can do in our schools if we know the Lord's going with us. Watch what happens. He goes on in verse four, and they gave unto Jacob all the strange gods which were in their hand, all their earrings which were in their ears. Jacob hid them under the oak which was by Shechem. He buried those things. Verse five says, and they journeyed, and the terror of God was upon the cities that were round about them, And they did not pursue after the sons of Jacob. What this means is on the road from Pedanaram back down to Bethel, not one enemy come after them going through their territory. God put terror on anybody that would even try to approach these Hebrews that were returning to the house of God. Let me just put it this way. There are some cities we're going to conquer. There's some nations that we're gonna subdue and God's gonna put terror on them and not gonna be able to stop what God's gonna put in motion. The gates of hell shall not prevail. (laughs) Amen, I really feel this. I really feel that we're gonna see entire cities repent. Entire high schools come to God. Entire junior highs repent before the Lord. We're going to see entire nations repent before. That's what's going to happen. Somebody shout, I believe it. That's right. We're going to see favor of God. That, 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 that God puts favor on his people. Pushes back the enemy. And they move on. Verse 6 says, so Jacob came to Luz, which is in the land of Canaan. That is... Beth El this is the only place this is mentioned but he and all the people that were there it was Bethel but but, but he, he later this is Bethel but he goes on and calls it El Bethel verse 7 look what it says and he built there an altar and called the place El Bethel because there God appeared to him when he fled from the face Of his brother. He named it. This is where God. It's as if he took his family. And said I've got to tell you. Why you're in my life. And I've got to tell you who you are. Because this is the place. That God. Appeared to me. And told me that you all. Are going to be in my life. 28 years later. What he's saying is this. I have what I have. Because God told me I was going to get it. He's with me. You watch just now on the road here, He's protected me. The food you eat, the clothes you wear, and the peace you have, God said He would do it. And He's done it for 28 years. And He's not stopped doing it. You see, it's one thing for you to get an experience. It's another thing for your kids to get the experience. And what God was saying, Jacob, it's not good enough for you to have the call. Somewhere, Winston Lawson and Cohen gotta hear the call. It's not good enough for you to have an experience 28 years ago. Somewhere, my kids have got to get it for themselves. So get up and go to that altar and take your kids and say, this is why we worship. The house we have, the car we drive, the education we've got. Cause the Lord's been good to us. Amen, that marriage you got, that, that child you have, it's from the Lord. Somebody say it's from God. God. And he's taken them there. And and so it goes on. And and it says he built there an altar and called El Bethel because that's where God appeared to him when he was fleeing from the face of his brother. And and it goes on down in verse 9. Now, now watch this. Look what it says in verse 9. And God appeared unto Jacob again. He didn't appear to him only once. Because there's something about this place that he will do it again. Look at your neighbor and say, God's gonna appear to you again. He's been away from the house of God for a long time. 28 years, but he's about to appear again. Can I remind you tonight that Jonah went away from the presence of God, but the Bible says that he, his word came to Jonah a second time. There's about to be a second again, second time and again revival to people that have been away from the house of God. Buster Gladman, are you glad he came to you again? Sister Carolyn, are you glad he came to you again? Amen. Sister Martha Ross might not be here tonight, but after, fi- stand up, Sister Martha. 55 years later, he came to you again. Brother Tony Richard, aren't you glad he came to you again? I come to preach to you. We serve a God that will appear to you again. He will show up in your life again. He's not just calling once, he will call you again. Somebody shout, there's an again revival. Everybody shout, there's a second chance revival. I believe they're gonna come from the north and God's gonna show himself to them again. I believe they're coming from the south and God's gonna appear to them again. I believe there's some people on their way tonight that's coming from the west and he's going to appear to them again. I believe there's a drawing coming from the east and he's going to appear to them again. This house is for everybody. Come on, this house is open to everybody. Whosoever will, he'll give you again. Amen. Somebody shout again. I want you to lift your hands and say, I want God to appear to me again. Hallelujah. 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 Look at your neighbor, elbow two or three people, tell them again. Come on, jump on your feet for a minute with me. You've been sitting too long, some of you. Get up and move around and say, hey, God's gonna do this again. It's been 28 years, but he's about to do it again. It's been 28 days. It's been 28 months. It's been, it's been seven years. It's been 10, but God's about to do something again. It's been since 2008, but he's gonna do it again. Hallelujah. Something's gonna happen again. The revival of the latter house is gonna be greater than the former house. What he's gonna do again in your life is gonna be greater than what he did the first time. You watch and see what happened. You had a great experience before, but it's gonna be greater this time. There's more coming out of it this time. Watch, you can be seated. In the first altar, Jacob Left the altar named Jacob with a promise, but the second time he comes to Bethel, something happens because verse nine and God appeared to Jacob. What? Yeah. Oh, shout it like you mean it. Yeah. When he came out of Padanaram and blessed him, and God said unto him, Thy name is Jacob. Thy name, thy name thy name feel like preaching to somebody tonight and say thy name shall be called no more deceiver thy name shall never never resemble what you were born as as a sinner thy name shall be called no more failure thy name thy name Is not going to be addict. Thy name will not be addicted. Thy name will not be hopeless. Thy name will not be ashamed. I'm going to change your name. He said, I'm going to change your name. I already told you I was gonna bless you, Jacob. I already told you I was gonna be with you. I already told you I was gonna feed you. I already told you I was gonna clothe you. I already told you I was gonna give you peace. But I got something to tell you. You're not gonna be who you used to be. You're gonna walk with favor. You're gonna walk with power. Oh, glory. Glory. I wish somebody would shout that you're glad he washed your sins away. That's what I'm preaching. He washed my sins away. He washed my sins. It's gonna be called no more Jacob. People labeled you a deceiver from the moment you were born. You didn't do right. You did deceive your brother. You made mistakes. You cheated him out of his birthright with a bowl of soup. You sneaky You sneaky thing, you. You got failures in your past. They called you Jacob, but that's not what your name's going to be. Your mama named you Jacob. Your daddy had named you Jacob, but that's not how you're going to spend the rest of your life. He said, thy name shall not be called anymore Jacob, but Israel shall be thy name. And he called his name Jacob. Israel. Hallelujah. Some of you are trying to press through your past just to get some clothes on. Press through your past just to get a little food to feed the babies. Press through your past just hoping God's gonna accept you. But when you leave tonight, you're no longer gonna have some blessing. You're gonna walk out in the favor of God. You're gonna walk out with dominion in your spirit. Listen, I'm going to preach to you tonight. Quit saying, well, I'm from Zanesville. You know, I I grew up in Zanesville. I grew up up down in this ward, and my parents were this way, and mom and daddy were on drugs. And if I'd have just been born in the church, I've been born. You quit labeling yourselves according to where you came from, and you didn't listen to what God said. He said, I'm going to call you Israel. I'm going to call you powerful. I'm going to call you something special. I said it this morning. I'm going to say it again. God comes down here through the preacher. He comes through the prophet. And when he points out, and God points his finger to the man of God and points at you. And it says, God wants to bless you. You know what we do? We do. Me? Me? Are you you calling on me? Here's how we go. Are you calling on me? I'm not worthy, surely you're pointing out somebody else. You gotta stop it. I'm gonna tell you we don't have that much time left. You gotta stop with this unbelief and calling it being humble. Quit degrading the word humble at the expense of your doubt. Over and over again, I got up in this church and I have preached, I have preached for 18 years. You are somebody, Zanesville is something special. Southeastern Ohio, God's gonna do something absolutely amazing, that it doesn't matter where you come from, it matters where you're going. I have preached mercy, grace, deliverance, second chance, restoration, and I asked one God one time, I said, Lord, why are you getting me to preach this over and over again, can I preach something else? He said, it's who you're preaching to, Aaron. But somewhere, you gotta quit just hoping God's gonna bless you and let him change who you are and realize I'm a leader. a difference maker. Come on. Some people, all they want from God is a car to drive. Some people, all they want from God is food to eat and clothes to wear, and I just wanna feel better. That came from your last Bethel. But God didn't come in there, let him ask for what he wanted. This time, he said, your problem is you've lived by Jacob long enough. But I'm gonna tell you who you are and what you're gonna be. You're gonna subdue nations. You're gonna see giants fall. You're gonna see walls come down. You're gonna see lions' dens mouth shut. You're gonna see victory. You're going to see Persian kings repent. You're going to see leaders come out of your womb. They're going to be the kings of Israel, the greatest and the the wisest. You're going to see wonderful. You're going to see leaders with never greater wisdom. That's going to come out, quit living by your past and become who I've called you to become. Now be seated. I'm I'm preaching hard. I know it. I'm trying to knock the Jacob out of you. Hope that didn't come out wrong. That was just random. I'm trying to not, knock the label out of you. I just hope God, you know, I just hope God feels sorry for me and bless me. Quit it. God doesn't feel sorry for you. He wants to bless you because you're made in his image. We've got to get rid of this. Last time, I gave you provision that this time is going to be a conversion. You see, when Simon Peter walked with Jesus, when Simon Peter walked with Jesus, Jesus looked at him after like several years, three, three years, and he says to Simon, when thou art converted, he was walking with him, provided by him, protected by him. But he said, you're not converted yet. Some of you are in church, but you haven't truly been converted to who God wants you to be. When thou art converted. Oh, by the way, Satan desires to sift you as wheat. But I pray for you that your faith fail thee not. I know you're with me now, but you don't even see that there's some conversion issues, not any. As soon as you get distant from me, and the only reason you're here is because I'm walking with you and blessing you, but as soon as you get a little bit of distance, you're going to deny my name three times. Oh, James might... But I would never, he could see in him what Peter couldn't see in himself. You see at the gate tonight, the gate of heaven, what you can't see in yourself is you've, you've settled for the loaves and the fishes. And just to feel better in the house of God. And to settle for some peace. As long as my bills are paid and my kids are healthy and I've got good emotions, you know what? I'm content because there's so much more to this kingdom than me just being your provider and your doctor and your peacemaker. There's so much more. Don't you realize what I want you to be? You're the light of the world. You're, you're, the, you're the avenue of blessing to an entire city that, that I'm gonna use you. I'm gonna use you to change landscapes. I'm gonna use you to bring the end time revival. I'm gonna do something for you that's gonna be great. You know why we don't want, run for councilman? Because we don't think we're good enough. You know why people in the apostolic church aren't running for mayor? You know why you're not running for senate and congress? We complain about things that happen politically and we think we've done something if we become the youth director of a section. He said, I've come to bless you so much that the entire world and everybody in it can be blessed because of you. Do you realize that when you pray, it makes a difference? Do you realize when you choose to have the fruit of the Spirit instead of the lust of the flesh, that people look at you and say, he's got something? Do you realize you're the light of the world, a city set on a hill that can't be hid, and we're settling for loaves and fishes? I come to preach to you young people tonight, don't you settle just to beat another level on a video game. Don't you settle just to hang out with anybody and just sleep with anybody. Just do whatever you want to do just to be like everybody else. He's called, listen, don't cast your pearl before the swine. Don't you take your salvation and just let it hang out with any movie, any music, any video game, and any person. Just date anybody. You are something special. You're something special. You're something special. Come on. The Bible says come out from the world and be ye separate saith the Lord and touch not the unclean thing. Quit poisoning your spirit with things that don't belong in your mind and get a hold of something that's valuable say I'm gonna make a difference. I'm gonna be a leader. I'm gonna stand up in government. I'm gonna do something for the nation. I'm gonna be a difference maker. I'm gonna have wisdom. We need need prophets. We need evangelists. What about Daniels? In heathen nations that get chosen above the three princes and and is made over all governments. And the Bible says, he thought to make him over the entire realm in Babylon. Why? Because he had another spirit. Why? Listen, all of you look at me. Why are you trying to fit in when God called you to stand out? You've been in pedanaram Pad- Ram long enough. Now get rid of the idols in your life. Now get rid of the junk in your life and get to Bethel listen to what he's saying. You're gonna be Israel. You're gonna change this city. You're gonna change Southeastern Ohio. You're gonna make a difference. You're gonna make a difference. You're gonna make a difference. You believe there's a city leader in this building? Do you believe that? Do you believe there's city leaders here? Why can't we give a Holy Ghost filled Christian voice and the communities where we live? Let me talk to all of southeastern Ohio right now. You've been strategically placed for a purpose. I'm going to tell you why you struggle to pray. Because you don't know who you are. The number one reason that people struggle with a life of prayer because half the time they question if God is listening or not. Revelation says He's made us kings and priests unto our God. Do you realize the privilege that we have to walk into the throne of God and say, I'm sick of the suicides. Lord, I'm sick of some of the things that's going on. I'm troubled with what's happened to our teenagers and our babies in the streets. I'm tired of this. And I don't want that. God, I want to see a change. We could sit on the board of elections, we could sit on the school boards because we're Israel. But I'm going to tell you why we don't because you don't know who you are. You're just glad to feel better. You're just glad you're not going to hell. There's more to going to church than not going to hell. Somebody got to stand up and say, I'm going to make a difference. I'm going to be a business owner. I'm going to send missionaries to other countries. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to help build buildings and start churches. I'm going to be something for God. Jump to your feet, would you with me? Hallelujah. It matters what you call yourself. I haven't studied it. I said it this morning. I haven't studied it. But from what I heard a preacher preach one time, he said, from this day forward, Jacob never referred to himself as Jacob again. He called himself what God called him. You're not just the preacher's kid. And God won't call you because your last name is Bounds. God will call you by your first name. This isn't just because you're a preacher's kid that the favor of God will come over you. It's not just because Grandpa was in church. I'm not here because my name is Bounds. Thank God for the blessings of the sacrifice of my parents. But I'm here... Because he called me by my name. He knows us individually and not just collaboratively. And listen, listen to what I'm saying to you. Come here. You're no longer going to be Jacob, Israel. And you go walk into somebody that knows your past and somebody hollered, somebody, holler, somebody, somebody called out to Jacob. Just keep on going. Somebody calls his name. Come on. Hey, Jacob. He keeps on walking. Hey, Israel. Hey. He got it. I'm not going to listen to what people call me. I'm going to, for now on, go by what God calls me. Hey ready? Come here. Who do you think you are, Israel? Hey, I'm talking to you. Who do you think you are Israel preaching a revival people get the Holy Ghost? Who do you think you are gonna go preach Pentecost Sunday in another state? Who do you think you are? I am who God says I am. I'm not called by you, I'm called by God. Hallelujah. Come on, that's what the house is God about. It's about hearing what God says about your family and what he wants to do in your life. Here's what I feel as I close. Remain standing. Come on up here, Israel. Come up here. Got to lift your head up. Lift your head up. Everybody lift your head up. Lift your head up. That's not arrogance, it's confidence. My, I feel the Lord right now. Hey, Israel, you ready for God's blessing on your life? He might do it speedily. Zion gators. He's not calling you because there's a bishop in your life. He's calling you because you humbled yourself before him when he called you. And you got on your knees when everybody else was going out to eat and you didn't have the money to go and you went to your house by yourself. You was wondering how you was going to get the job the next day and pay your bills. But you got on your knees and you opened the Bible and you spent time alone with the Lord. God said, I'm going to do something speedily. I'm going to do a fast work. I'm going to do a quick work in your life. Keep your head up Zion, keep your head up Zion. Come here, keep your head up. When you pray, that's why the Holy Ghost shows up because you are who God said you are. Your holiness is not a hindrance to your purpose and your destiny, it's respected. Well, if I wasn't holiness, if I wasn't this, if I wasn't that. Come on, come on. No, no, don't leave me now, Israel. You're gonna have power with God, and God said to him, "Thy name is Jacob. Thy name shall no, no not be called anywhere, Jacob, but Israel shall be thy name." And he called, and God said to him, "I am God Almighty. Be fruitful and multiply." A nation and a company of nations shall be of thee. And kings shall come out of thy Lord. Do y'all see that? Put that up there. Verse 11, it's too good not to have up there. Hey, listen. Kings are coming out of you. Put your head down. Lift your head. Kings are coming out of you. You're no longer what you used to be. Kings. Anchor, kings are coming out of the church. Princes, government leaders, financially blessed, philanthropists, I'm telling you it's gonna happen. Do you believe God can do that in your family? Shout yes! there's prophecy but you've got to start believing it for it to happen he received this word man I, I know I haven't really hit my title exactly but I feel like I can't move on until somebody receives what I've told you you believed it for your neighbor but I'm not preaching to them right now I'm preaching to you right now Your neighbors already got it. I need somebody that has struggled with who they are to get out of your seat and say, Today, I'm going to be Israel. Today, I'm going to do something. I'm not too young. I'm not too old. Come on. I'm not too young. I'm not too old. I haven't waited too long. God's come again. I'm going to be something for God. I'm going to do something mighty. I'm going to be what God wants me to be. I'm going to seek the Lord while he may be bound. He knows my name. Hungry to make a difference. Come on, that's it. I'm going to make a difference. I want somebody to shout, I'm going to make a difference. there's There's a king in the womb. There's the anointing in my spirit. Somebody shout amen. 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 Now listen, I want every hand lifted and tell the Lord, I believe greatness is in my family. I believe greatness is in the body of Christ. Come on, Anchor Churches, if you're watching online, Start prophesying over your family, over your children. Start prophesying over your city and over your congregation. Something great's coming out. I'm going to get it for myself. Hallelujah. Come on, just take a moment. Pray. I want you to receive the Lord. Come closer if you can on this side. Come a little bit closer if you can. Give people a little chance to be in the altar. I want my kids to be blessed. Come on, I want the teenagers to receive it. on oh, young people I preach to you tonight I want what God wants for me